0: great filter is a phobos tech podcast all proceeds go to fund the stem theory research project inspired by the economic systems of both gene Roddenberry's star trek and ian m binks's culture series stem theory aims for a cleaner healthier future for all of humanity go to the great to like rate subscribe or follow us on spotify google podcasts apple podcasts and more The Great Filter has adopted the no pass directive. That's no placements, ads, spots, or sponsors. So check out the support link at TheGreatFilterPodcast.com and consider becoming a monthly contributor. Options are as low as 99 cents per month. Thank you. Will we be the filtered or the filtrate? world will not be destroyed by those who do evil, but by those who watch them without doing anything. Albert Einstein. There is a reason I chose that quote for today. Uh, the reason is I'm going off script today. I um, am not going to do what I originally planned on doing today topic-wise <sighs> for a couple of reasons. The first reason is I am going through a very stressful situation right now, which is <laughs> kind of put me in a state of just continually thinking about that specific issue that's happening. Now, this is unusual for me. Uh, I am, I meditate every day, and one of the focuses of my personal meditation is the control of my own thoughts. But the idea is to be capable of blocking out thoughts when you don't want them, of holding on to thoughts when you do want them, of uh, properly steering and manipulating the thoughts in the way and direction you want them to go. But the situation I found myself in, it is so aggravating and so stressful that even with my you know years of, of meditative practice, I'm finding it extremely difficult to, to bridle that, to, you know, shut it out, to be capable of fully focusing on the other things I need to give my full attention to. So, uh, yeah, so in a way, I'm doing this, A, to give this thought <laughs> the energy it needs given right now. I'm just going to, Kind of roll through this um, this this is something that affects all of us this is something that any one of us could go through at any time this isn't you know this is personal to me because it is happening to me right now but this happens to people all the time and this happens to good people all the time this is a flaw in our social architecture that literally ah i've been trying not to use that word that very specifically caters to the wealthy with with no bridal it, this is a full throttle bias that discriminates against anybody anybody and everybody that is not moderately wealthy and this includes the middle class you, you know if you're bank account does not have seven digits in it you are not included in this this club of of the supreme (sighs) so yeah like i said a i'm doing this to give this the mental attention it needs to get this you know to maybe just work through this really quickly so i can set this aside and begin to focus on other things and b i'm also doing this For your benefit. I'm telling you this story because this is important for you to understand. We all need to understand that this is not just something that happens every now and then or you know to some few people here and there. This happens all the time to all sorts of people for virtually no reason at all other than greed. Now this story is so fucking fantastic and so convoluted that from from a certain perspective I can understand how it got to where it is. However, given the evidence, I don't know how it didn't get halted. I don't well, that's not true. I do know how. I do understand why it didn't get halted, and that's what we're going to be talking about, you know, for the most part. Uh, you know, as soon as I'm done explaining the details of this fucked up situation. So this has been going on since 2016. Well, the, the tail end of 2015 till now. Only I wasn't aware of it until a couple years ago. <sighs> Good hell. Okay, so I got a piece of mail. This is the first time I heard of it. I got a piece of mail um, saying that I was being sued for, um, for non-payment of a debt. I didn't know what this was about. You know, I, I, I had gotten into a little bit of debt with some credit card companies, you know, and I, I worked pretty hard to pay off a lot of those. Um, I mean, I busted my ass. Okay. I settled a bunch of credit cards. I, I got rid of all my debt. So I got this letter and I'm like, you know, what, what, what is this shit? Like, I don't understand what this is. So uh, yeah. And, and the amount was like five or $6,000. I can't remember what the amount was then. Well, it turns out this is from a landlord that I had in, you know, from 2013 to 16, I think it was, uh, we were evicted and, and this is where it gets so convoluted dude, because, uh, God damn it, dude! Let me just tell you the story. <laughs> this is oh so frustrating. Um, I lost my job mid 2015, and I thought I would try to you know do some uh, contract work to make some money so I could continue to pay rent and pay the bills. So I did. I picked up a few contracts and and I kept you know designing and and developing kind of on the side, but it. <sighs> it was not that easy. There wasn't a lot of work. Um, it was kind of a weird time for, uh, for software engineers. And so I ended up making several late rent payments and, you know, none of them were like really, really late, you know, like three days, two, three, four, five days, something like that. It, it was late enough, right. Where it was noticeable, but the landlord knew what was going on. Like, we had talked about it. I told him I was trying to find some work, and he seemed cool about it. So, uh come November, I wasn't able to make rent for about seven days. And that is the cutoff point to where you start to accrue late fees. Only, I didn't start to just accrue late fees. I got a notice to pay rent or quit, which means... You know, if you don't pay rent within the next three days, you're going to be evicted. So, I got what I needed to get together, and I paid rent, okay? Made rent for November, right? No legal proceedings started, nothing. I paid rent. So, I thought. <laughs> so, uh everything seems cool. Like, I got rent paid, cool. We're just waiting for November to roll on, or December to come through, and... A similar situation, okay? December comes through, and I have to borrow money from my mom. Like, a week goes by, I wasn't able to make rent, you know, another few days go by, uh, they put the notice up again, and and what I didn't notice at the time, what I was not aware of, is that when a pay rent or quit sign, you know, gets, gets processed, that was actually you know some legal action that caused that to happen so he went to his lawyers they prepared a form they put it up on our door and so a case had been opened well the case that was open from november from the pay went rent or quit uh november late payment was still open it was the same case number from november to december i didn't notice that like who who would fucking think to stop and look at that it didn't click in my mind that this was happening well, so with the help of my mom, I'm able to pay, uh, December's rent. Although very late, right? Like, like right at the cusp of after the three days, um, when, when we we're going to be evicted. <laughs> it was just a shitty situation, but we made rent. And so we stay, you know, and I, I talk with my landlord and I'm like, dude, I don't think this is tenable we're going to go move into my in-laws and, you know, I just don't, don't think I can continue to pay rent like this. And he said, cool, you know, fine, whatever. So the plan was to be out, um, what was, what, what, be out by the 8th of January. That was, that was the deal. That's what we agreed on. Okay. The 8th of January was when we were going to be out didn't happen, but we tried. <laughs> anyway, January rolls around. Uh, let me think for a second. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So my wife and I, like, if these people knew what kind of people we were, the idea that we, you know, ditched rent for two months and disappeared, we... Went to Home Depot. We got a bunch of supplies. My mom helped us pay for all of this, right? We uh, got the carpets cleaned. We cleaned the fuck out of that place. Like, for real. There were a few points where I stopped and like, dude, babe, you probably don't need to do that. She's like, no, I want to make it nice and clean for him. Like, I, you know, I want our deposit back. I want to make a good impression, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Go nuts, you know? So, like cleaned the fuck out of that place i mean patching holes we replaced my office door knob from upstairs we put a new sink in you know any landlord who is any landlord would have fucking loved to get their apartment back the way we left it and here's the stupid thing well not stupid but so when it's clean my wife's like okay let's grab a camera so we can do a walk through and, and and show you know just have it for record okay cool so um her phone was it was one of i can't remember if whether it was a windows phone or a i think it was one of the old samsung windows phone it had the weird uh purple camera problem was that samsung or was that iphone i can't remember but so her phone has started to exhibit this weird purple you know haze in the camera that A lot of people had started to report at the time. So instead of using our phone, we grabbed one of our cheap little, um, like digital handheld cameras and we did the walkthrough and, uh, you know, we finished the packing the rest of our shit. We got it, like, dude, it took so fucking long. We had to disassemble a washer and dryer from upstairs and bring it all the way down. Um, that there was so much shit that we had to do to move out of that place. It was a four story town house. Like, <laughs> I mean, we're talking about moving shit up and down stairwells that are like no wider than one and a half of me. Uh, yeah. So, uh, we get the moving van packed up, head out. We, we stop off at the, uh, um, Oh, what is it called? the property management office, okay? This was like, dude, I don't know, like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning by the time we were heading over to, you know, for the last time. This <sighs> makes me so fucking mad. Like, you know, I had my big crazy coat on. It was fucking cold in the middle of winter. I was all zipped up. I don't, I don't think it was snowing. I can't remember. But, uh, so the... <sighs> This is so dumb, dude. The, just thinking back about how this all happened makes me just want to fucking... Oh. Anyway, we would always put our rent in an envelope and seal it. They had a little uh, mail slot at the, at the entrance of their, prop, of their pff, office. So I threw it in there. Unit number written on the envelope, right? Like... Pretty hard to miss. <sighs> get back in the van. Head off to uh, to my wife's parents' house. Crashed because it was so fucking late at night. And got up in the morning and started unloading everything. Okay. Um, then we get a call from... Uh, who was it? I, it was the realty company that the land... Or the... Um, the property management company had hired because the, the person that owned the townhome that we were renting wanted to sell it. So, um, the realtor calls me. Was it the realtor? Oh, dude. I'm getting this all messed up. Uh, I think it was. It may have been the realtor. Fucking memory, right? Nope. 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 I remember his office assistant doing this. I'm going to have to ask my wife. Anyway, we go back to the apartment and and do uh, a walkthrough. Like the official walkthrough, right? With a fucking sign-off sheet and everything. So we do the whole walkthrough. The guy says after the walkthrough, dude, this looks good. I'm like, everything's cool, right? Like we're good. Like deposits you know, on the counter. Yeah, dude, everything's cool. Sure. No problem. Like signs it. And, and that's, that's it, dude. That's all she fucking wrote. I didn't hear from these guys forever until two years ago that I'm getting sued (laughs) because I didn't pay the last two fucking months rent. And, and get this, he claims that we left the apartment a fucking trash bin, dude. Said there were holes in the wall and fucking broken door jams and all sorts of like fucked up broken shit everywhere. Ugh, just talking about this makes me so fucking mad, dude. I am so fucking pissed off about this. You have no idea. This asshole, like, like he knew what he was doing. Nobody does this on accident. I'm, I'm shaking right now. I'm I'm fucking shaking right now. I am so, so. So fucking mad. So what had been happening is that after we left the premises, right? They keep the case open. They keep the case open. Oh my God. I should have fucking seen it, dude. I should have seen this happening when, you know, that it was the same case number in November as it was in December. I should have fucking seen this. I should have been paying close enough attention and noticed that something was weird about that, but I didn't. So yeah. So, um, dude, the, the tally of damages. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, and he included, uh, like months, months before we moved out, maybe even like a year before we moved out, the garage door had broken. One of the slats in the garage door, uh, like jammed up, so the garage door wouldn't work anymore. Dude, we called him for like weeks. Dude, when are you gonna get this fixed? When are you gonna fucking fix this? When are you come get? When when are you gonna come have this you know fixed? Blah, blah blah like so goddamn long, dude. It took him so long to get somebody over to fix the fucking garage door. <sighs> Finally got it fixed, and they put in the wrong slat. Like it was a the wrong color. I didn't really care, you know, but the landlord made a whole big fucking deal about it. So they came back and had to match the paint and paint it up. He included that in the damages, uh, in the damages list. Like, what a fucking piece of shit. <sighs> if you want to know this guy's name, if you live in Utah, do not, do not under any circumstances do business with real property management and daniel hallam he is the fucking biggest piece of shit like no fucking kidding this whole thing had to have been just so thought out and orchestrated you know what come to think of it he probably did this so much that it was it was just like you know fucking clockwork he knew what he was doing like just the way that this whole thing happened, there was no way, you know, he hadn't done it before. (laughs) So uh, when, okay, so this is what happened. After we left, they start mailing notices to our last known location, which was the house we just left, right? Why would we ever get a notice mailed there? Well, legally... This is the fucking bullshit trick they use. Legally, they have to... Oh, this is another point that just infuriates me. Legally, they have to try... Like, dude, I spent... Oh my god, I'm wrong. Okay. They have to try and contact you to tell you that, you know, you have to come to court. Their attempt at contacting us... Never mind that they had... Uh, Two of my email addresses, one of my wife's email addresses, and both of our phone numbers. Fucking forget about that. They didn't give a shit. They were mailing it to the house. They knew for a fact we were not at. Even in the court documents, it states that all of the mail they sent came back, returned to sender. <laughs> oh, seriously okay now get this right he had our email addresses he had ways to contact us he did there is no fucking reason he couldn't have gotten a hold of us to tell us that we needed to come to court not one reason anyway so um just right before the pandemic you know this whole thing blows up and breaks out. So I I got a couple of pieces of legal mail, a uh, notice of garnishment, and my business got a piece of mail telling my business that I needed to garnish my own wages, right? So here's the funny thing. I am doing research currently. I opened my business so that I could have a name under which I could, like, have you know some uh table of legitimacy so i could publish uh my research with kind of, you know a formal name and everything so I, it felt sturdy and legitimate so i really hadn't been making a lot of money in fact the last time i made money by doing a project for somebody else was like <laughs> i don't know 2000 the end of 2019 so i wasn't making a whole lot of money Well, I wasn't making any money. What am I talking about? Like nothing was coming in. I was totally focused on my research. Now I had some projects lined up that I was going to, you know, chip away at a little bit that, that could potentially turn into some sort of income generating mechanisms, a little like websites and side projects and stuff. Uh, the first one totally failed because I completed it right as a pandemic started. And, all of the potential clientele had to shut down. So, I had no potential customers. So, 18 months of development <laughs> went down the fucking toilet. I had nothing I could give them anyway. But this is kind of, you know, I, I'm trying to deliberate. Like, d- should I just pay them and get them off my fucking back? Or, or should I try to you know try to deal with this so i called like a bunch of free legal clinics and and you know discount clinics and nobody <laughs> would take my case they're like oh like they're giving me this attitude like we know you didn't pay your fucking rent and you're just trying to worm out of it kind of a thing right it is so fucking frustrating being in this situation um so i uh I launched the um I, I launched it myself you know I, I launched the motion to dismiss all by myself, dude an entire month I didn't do any work, I didn't do any coding, I didn't work on my fucking research. I focused one hundred percent from like six a m till ten o'clock at night reading Utah law and preparing a statement because the kind of small quick court Show up thing that I had to do a couple of weeks before that. The judge, I don't know what the fuck is up with this lady, dude. I could tell in her eyes, like the way she was talking to me and the way she was looking at the, um, the attorney or their, you know, their, the plaintiff's representation. I could tell she knew they were pieces of shit. Like I could tell she knew they were fucking scummy, like, sneaky, lying pieces of shit. You know how you can just tell, like, like she just knew, you know? And so she says to me, why don't you file a motion to dismiss? And that's why I was calling all those people to try to see if they could help me, right? I was trying to figure it out with all the free legal clinics. Well, finally, right, I decided to do it myself. I do all the research. I spend a month, a solid month, not doing anything else but preparing a motion to dismiss. Dude, I went back through all the old records, I was going through hard drives, I was going through old cell phones, gathering every little modicum of fucking evidence that I could in support of, I mean, remember, dude, I slipped my cash into their mail slot. I did not get a receipt. That is (laughs) one of the biggest dumbass blunders I could have fucking possibly made here. I did not get a receipt so i am trying to put this case together right it was actually a little bit easier than i thought and my mom wrote a letter supporting the motion because she remembers lending the money to me to pay rent uh i found old photographs of of the apartment before we left you know i i found very specific and very potent instances of mr hallam's bullshit lies in his emails to me which i used like, oh, oh, uh, GPS, my, uh, Google Maps GPS, uh, timeline shows that we got off the freeway, headed over there. You know, we're there for like, like a split second. Then we went to my in-laws house. Like everything stacks up in our favor because it's the fucking truth, you know? <sighs> oh, my dear God, this is so frustrating so i fucking file a motion to dismiss now when you file a motion to dismiss according to utah law if your motion is accepted if the motion is granted and the case is dismissed the defendant me has to fill out you know another form and notify the plaintiff so i would have been notified by by the court i would have had to then notify the plaintiff if the plaintiff one right if the motion to dismiss was denied then the plaintiff would have been notified and then it is the plaintiff's duty to notify me of the de- of the denial of the motion well <sighs> yet another fucking sneaky ass bullshit tactic i just a couple days ago got two pieces of mail one from my business again one for me again, from the plaintiff's office. I open it up. It's not a notice that my motion has been dismissed or that my motion was denied. Guess what it is? A fucking order to show cause. I'm like, wait a second. Hold on. What's happening here? So, because I, have, I had been waiting for this, right? I had been waiting for a notice whether or not my motion had been denied or accepted or granted. So I'm looking through this and the assholes never sent me a fucking notice. I mean, not, so they never sent me a notice. Then they, they filed, uh, recommending that the judge find me in contempt of court because I haven't been making any payments. I told them, okay, there's two things you have to remember here. In the documentation, like in the, the forced order, right, the order I had no say over and no choice about, says that uh, my company is to report at the end of each pay period (laughs) my earnings. Well, I don't have pay periods. I am not making any fucking money. I have nothing coming in. So, according to the order, I am good and not reporting if there is not a pay period. And I told them this, I said, I'm not making any money guys. Like it in the uh, uh, motion to dismiss, I laid out everything about the current situation of my business and that I'm not making any money and that I've got a few prospects and some si- projects I'm kind of working on, but they know I'm not making any fucking money. So they moved for, you know, at first they didn't notify me. Which is, you know, classic Vile Fotheringham. That's the name of their law firm. Vile Fotheringham. Like, <laughs> wow. <sighs> I've been kind of uh, on the envelopes, you know, and things that I send back to them. I've been, so the way they spell it is vile, vial, like a vial of blood. So I've been spelling it V-I-L-E. <laughs> and instead of fathering I've been spelling fathering hands. I think it's kind of funny because, you know, fuck them. They're pieces of shit. They're doing something so illegal and so like trashy and so just scum of the earth that fuck it, dude. They are, they are vile fathering hands. Okay. So now I've got it to send in another letter to the judge and, and to vile assholes. And explain to him one more fucking time. And I think this time, uh, and here's the mess up part. Um, the only like large sum of money I actually do have is the money that, that we've put away from my daughter's college. <sighs> I don't know how fucked up is this. When this started, I put, I put, I pulled my daughter's uh funds out of her savings account or uh what whatever kids' account thing, right? I pulled it out. it was about fifteen thousand, and I bought Bitcoin. yeah, you know where this is fucking going <laughs> so it is now equal to about three thousand oh, dollars. my God, so fucking frustrating. so fuck these guys, dude, like so hard, what piece of shit? Anyway, oh yeah, the judge denied my motion to dismiss. Like, I am dumbfounded by this. I get, wow, major point, I skipped, right? How? How? What? What? I don't understand. I think what happened here, I just read an article on, uh, you know, court bullshit, right? And the article states that... It, it, was, it was a kind of a poll research effort done by uh, Human Rights Association. And they estimated, according to their research, that about 27%, 27, okay, I, I might, something like this, okay, it's in this range. I think it was, maybe it was 23, I can't remember. About 27% of of all debt-related litigation has is fraudulent to some degree okay meaning that there is at least some bullshittery going on by the plaintiff that's almost a third of all debt collection litigations the same article stated that since like 2007 or 2008 debt collection litigations have just Gone through the roof. Like, just fucking shot the fuck up there, dude. So heavy and so fast that it is literally clogging the, the civil, civil courts. And so my guess is, okay, either, because the only way you would fucking dismiss or reject a motion to dismiss of that scrutiny and that level of like, Like, meticulous. I mean, oh, my God, dude, you guys. If I had a lawyer, there's no way this would have been dismissed or rejected. There's no fucking way. Guaranteed. Guaranteed win. Guaranteed. But because I don't have a lawyer, (laughs) right? There's nobody there to fucking fight for me. It's during the fucking pandemic. So, like, nothing is in person. I can't see the judge. I can't commune with her. I can't, you know, talk to her. This is all over mail, snail mail. I think what happened is she's just bogged the fuck down. Either she's bogged the fuck down, and so she's, you know, degaffing it, just like, not doing her job, not because she doesn't want to do her job, because she literally can't, because fucking assholes like Vile Fotheringham and, and, uh, real property management, are pulling shit like this, continually. They're clogging everything up. These judges couldn't fucking sit and read a motion to dismiss if they wanted to. So stupid, man. So, before this gets published, <laughs> I, uh... You know? I If... The judge hears this if somehow this gets round to her and she hears this i don't know what to tell you lady like shit's fucked up it's messed up that this was that this went this way and you know it as much as i do anyway i i know it's not like on you dude i know it's on these just crooked disgusting slithering subhumans well, no, I can't say I know that. I guess there is a chance that she's in on it, or that you know, they've offered her a fifty percent cut of whatever the whatever the return is, or whatever they win. Uh, you know, if if she if she rejects it, so I guess that's always a possibility. Uh, I I was reading another article today on judicial or judicial corruption, and it's pretty prevalent, apparently. Apparently, it's you know, happens a lot. So so who knows, man? I don't know. It's bullshit. But here's what I kind of want to say. What are we doing? Like, we've got climate change to worry about. We've got people dying of hunger to worry about. We have so many other things on our plate right now. But we're making shit up. We're fabricating these, these complaints and suing people, destroying other people's lives. Dude, if I wasn't, if I didn't have a steady place to stay while I'm working on my research, I would be so fucked right now. So completely fucked. And even, even now, dude, they're, they're, they literally caused me to, I mean, I guess I didn't have to buy a Bitcoin, you know, but that was a move I felt I had to do at the time because they cornered me. I thought they were going to come and freeze all our bank accounts and take all of our shit. That's why I did it. So thanks to them. And yes, I am totally going to blame them. Like, I know I was the one that chose to get, you know, put under Bitcoin, but fuck them, dude. This is so on them. Not only did they... You know, take my daughter's college, what we've been putting away from my daughter's college down to fucking $3,000, but now I'm probably just going to have to give them that three grand anyway, which is like a fourth of what they want, but it's all the money that I have and it's all the money I'm going to be making for like another year and a half. If they don't take it, fuck them, dude. There's sorry, guys. Find me in contempt. Throw me in jail. See how much longer you wait before I can fucking pay you anything. (laughs) I mean, just, what are we doing, dude? If we want to talk about destroying our civilization and fucking smashing into that great filter, this kind of bullshit is exactly how we're going to get there. Running around with our heads up our own asses, not looking past our fucking noses. Worried so goddamn much about what's right in front of us that we don't even notice what's a fucking couple meters in front of us. Like, (laughs) this very attitude that we have, I mean, if this was a legitimate claim, if I really did not pay rent, I would have fucking handled it, dude. That's just who I am. I'm just so fucking upset, though. The, the legal system is just totally fucked up. It really is a wealthy person's game. You are not going to get anywhere, anywhere, if you cannot afford proper representation. Let's revisit Albert Einstein's quote. The world will not be destroyed by those who do evil, but by those who watch them without doing anything. I tried to do something. I really did. I (laughs) took an entire month off of my work and research to try to do something about this. And it still didn't work. I did, did every fucking thing I can. I have no recourse. There is not a higher authority I can appeal to and, you know, be confident about. I mean, this is this is not how things should be working. This is so fucking out of control, dude. This could happen to you. This could happen to your brother or your sister or your parents or your children. This kind of shit is happening all the time to so many of us and when it fucking finally hits you personally oh my god talk about anxiety and frustration and not knowing what the fuck to do like these dudes are ruthless and the only re- reason they're worth are worthless they are also worthless <laughs> the only reason they're ruthless is because They have access to money, and that's the only fucking thing anybody cares about. If people did not give money the power that they give money, this kind of thing could not happen. It would be impossible. Impossible. You could not. Pull something like this. If money was not so blindly accepted and respected and worshipped, that's the fucking truth, <sighs> man. So, I quick funny little thing before before we close this up. Uh, during the video, kind of video conference court, right when this whole thing kind of turned into the shit show that it is. I guess I guess it's been turning into a shit show behind my back for years and years. But you know, when I tried to have some sort of communication with with the uh, the judge and, and the plaintiff. I don't know how to describe it. You could hear the greed in his voice. Like you could hear it. It was almost like listening to greed itself talk. If you were to measure, you know, if you were to just take this blip and, and kind of just gauge this dude's personality on what he was saying, like the way he was talking was like how somebody that has absolutely no esteem for themselves, no like self, I don't know, like no love for themselves, no appreciation or respect for themselves. I don't know how else to say it. It was like, like, like somebody that has no respect for themselves that is normally just like a shy little, can't even talk kind of a person making a statement because the greed compelled him to that's that's what it was like dude it was so fucking weird and i finally found a picture of this dude what's his fucking name this piece of shit uh here we are here is a letter jeffrey owens yeah, dude, this guy, man, like, that, I don't know, I, I, I couldn't even do it justice if I tried to mimic the way he said, you know, the way he stood up for standing up for, for not wanting to lose, like, because of the drive, the, the, the greed that takes over when he gets there, you know, it was just so fucking weird and so creepy and so just like, ew, like, ew. Take the fucking money, dude. Ew. So fucking (sighs) gross. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm rambling and we're coming up on 50 minutes here. So, you know, sorry, this is kind of a long one, but I just needed to just kind of just get this out because this is so insane. This is so disgusting and so fucking frustrating. And to know that somebody who literally cannot respect themselves... You can hear it in his voice. He has absolutely no respect for himself. Who becomes just almost shakily possessed by this greed demon when he needs to. It's just so fucked up, dude. We are giving these people the power because we care about money. Even I do. Even I. I don't want to let that money go, but it's come to it, dude. I I have to now. Like, there's no way out of this. There just is not. There, there's a, a podcast I listen to rather frequently called Words and Numbers. Two men, James and Anthony, uh, kind of a political economics sort of sort of podcast. Interesting. I I recommend it. I. I learn something all the time. But there, there's something they've been kind of saying, and it's got so much truth to it. They say that, uh, or they've been saying, you know, when you call the cops on somebody, or when you file something against somebody, any you put somebody in the line of possibly running into a cop if they try to stand up for themselves, you are potentially sentencing them to death giving them a potential death sentence and that's so true think about it what if i were to write these letters back to them and instead of explaining why i'm not in contempt of court telling them both to fuck off come get me you little assholes of course the constable is going to show up and if i if i cause a ruckus if i don't let them come in and don't let them come in and, and Still, all of my stuff, which by the way is very little what's gonna happen? I mean, I will either get beat the fuck up and end up in jail or prison, right, or I could get shot for resisting arrest or resisting you know some some whatever it's it's so fucking just uh. I don't know, the the way it's designed to keep people in check. You are not obeying the law because it is the right thing to do. You are obeying it because if you don't, at the end of that road, if you continue to resist, you will get shot. That's what they're talking about. And it's so fucking true. It could be anything. It could be stealing a fucking pencil. It could be... (laughs) getting falsely accused of not paying rent it does a death sentence really fucking add up here but that's the way it is because that's the way we've allowed it to become anyway um I'm gonna close this one up look thank you for listening I appreciate everybody that's listening Uh, I, I keep you know, I keep tabs on how many downloads and how many listens and stuff. And the numbers have been growing and growing and growing. And I'm, I am I, am just thankful that people are listening to what I'm saying, you know. I really am. And if you appreciate this content, please share it with your friends. If you think that there's even something kind of mildly of worth in, in what I'm talking about, share it with your friends, you know. Like, subscribe, post it around, whatever. I, I would so appreciate that. Um, let's just, let's just turn this shit around. We need to come together and turn this all around. This has gotten to be so out of control. It's not good for any of us. Yep. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate (laughs) you giving me your ears while I vent. I'm just kidding. Uh, Well, I just, you know, get my thoughts out there. Usually they're not as venti as this, this one, but you know, I I try to do, I try to make them interesting and, and listenable and, and, you know, have some, try to put some interesting twists and different thoughts in there. So uh, I'm glad, I'm glad that some people are starting to appreciate it. Thanks again. Everybody have a great week and I will see you next time if I'm not in jail or murdered by the fucking police. Bye. In the interest of transparency, The Great Filter Podcast is a Phobos Tech production. All proceeds go to funding the STEM Theory Research Project and other Phobos Tech research endeavors. If you enjoyed this episode, please show your support by sharing, liking, and subscribing. You may also help support our efforts with a small monthly donation. Thanks.